I saw the stream. It was awesome. I did try and catch some, but I was up in my dad's in Scotland when the show was on, and of course he doesn't have internet anything like. <laughs> he's in the middle of. He's literally like in the middle of the countryside. I had to watch you on. Is it like 140p or something? Ooh, quality. You were just all blocked. So, um, what was the worst thing about it? God, I mean, I can't say what the worst thing about it was. It was all very good. It was. I can't yeah, put that yeah. on the podcast. Just, just be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh, the costumes were terrible. The costumes. <laughs> the cameras were awful. It all looked blurry in my 140p. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chuckle Duster podcast. This is number 18. 18, like, one and eight or something. I'm here, James Hamer Morton. I have with me a first-time podcaster, although he does have his own, so he's done many podcasts, but first-time Chuckle Duster podcaster, Nick. It's Nick Murphy. Hello, and it's wonderful to be here. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Now you know we're recording, your voice has changed. You've gone from being like, yeah, I hate life, to, hey, and welcome. <laughs> it's relatively early in the morning. The coffee's only just kicking in. So, you know, you sort of timed it quite well, because I think if you'd have got me about half an hour earlier, I'd just be going, hello, it's nice to see you all. And that just comes across a bit creepy on on the podcast. Or sexy. Uh, I think just from, you know, feedback from listeners and fans, yeah, creepy's where, where they go to first. My know. erection says otherwise. Anyway... <laughs> It, do, it actually does say otherwise. I can see it from here. Thank you. That's um, generous. Okay, so 18, right? Mm. What I else remember my, my 18th birthday was quite a sort of... Uh, I've never had a, a thing where lots of sort of... Mostly friends of my parents came and gave me money. I just remember that was quite exciting. Um, and I, I actually had like a pile of money on my bed, which my friend then thought would be hilarious to throw out of my bedroom window. And I never was... I, I didn't find that quite as funny. Did you get to. it back? I did get it back, mo okay. well, mostly, but obviously there was that slight feeling of anyone could have just run out and grabbed like the odd note. And that was the first time I kind of felt like I actually had spare money, which has what? been the last time as well. So. What did you spend it on? I, I Loose women, musical theatre, I don't remember. I didn't realise you, you bankrolled that show. <laughs> Someone has to. Um, I, see, I don't, that just shows how little I watch television. I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten there was a show called Loose Women. Um, I, I don't watch television, but I did when I was 18. I used to watch television a lot. I don't really watch a lot of TV. It's more the, mm. the kind of on-demand stuff I watch exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. On-demand has got to be the way forward because you get to you get to see exactly what you want to see whenever mm. you want to see it. And it just makes TV complete. And TV is full of adverts and it drives me insane. You get to the middle of a really important scene and they'll just cut, especially the sort of slightly less mainstream, subtly, uh, you know, um, channels. They just cut in the middle of a scene. And you're yes. like, oh... Do you know some of the things you can't do at 18? Because you assume, right, 18, I can do everything. I'm an adult. Well, speaking of America, you can't drink in America, can you? Because that's 21 in America. Some states, yeah. Most states, I think it is 21, yeah. It is 21, which I always found odd, really. Although they now kind of, they've got this weird thing in the UK, even though you can drink when you're 18, some places they won't sell you alcohol unless you look 25. I Unless you have ID, of course. If you have sure, ID, but, that's fine. Yeah, but they might ask for ID if you look younger than 25, which, I mean, I, I know you kind of want to err on the side of caution. Yeah, but if you're 18, then you've got ID and you're so proud that you're now able to, to buy alcohol, then you bring it with you. I, yeah, but I never got ID'd until I was 19 and I hadn't brought my ID with me. I'd been Ooh. drinking since I was <laughs> 16 
and uh, didn't bring ID with me. Got ID when I was 18 and got ID'd when I was 19 and had to leave the pub because I didn't have my ID with me. Maybe the rules changed or they cracked down. There was a lovely moment because we we used to go quite a lot to our little local pub. I sort of come from uh, a town in West Yorkshire, and so the pub was kind of wasn't exactly you know there wasn't many sort of uh, young kids. So we got away with it like they they knew our families and they blatantly knew we were underage. But we never you know being the sort of hard crazy kids we were, we never sort of caused any problems. So they, they sort of just let us quietly drink in the corner. And they wanted your money. Yeah, but the landlord came over one day, uh, and he'd always been relatively jokey with us and sort of um, chatty. But he came over and sat over, and he was really serious. And he went, "Guys, um, just just need to ask you uh, exactly how old are you?" And obviously, we were both like, "Oh, come on, we've been you know we've been drinking here for like eighteen months." And he went, "No, it's all right. I'm not going to kick you out. We're just taking bets." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay. That's amazing. I remember Um, when I first went to California, uh, I went into a bar. I was like, I'm 18 now. I can drink. (laughs) Not realizing that it was 21 over there. So I was all like, don't worry, guys. You know, I'm I'm old enough now. And they were like, "Uh, can I see your ID, please? All right. Yeah, sure. Not a problem. There's my passport. Proves I'm old enough. He looked at it. Obviously didn't check, but the confidence that I did it with was like, he wouldn't have handed over a passport that proved he was underage. (laughs) So they served me. I did go, I remember one of the first bars I went up to order at myself was at my friend's 16th birthday party. It was like in a social club. And um, I kind of looked 18 and obviously it was a 16th birthday. So it was fairly obvious that a lot of the people there weren't. And he was like, yeah, what can I get you? And I was like, hi, I'd like a pint of beer please and he was like I don't think so mate I was like yeah I've asked for beer that's that's not right is it (laughs) your voice could have been cracking at the time can I have a pint of beer please (laughs) I'd like uh, one of those large things of brown foamy liquid please what will um what will give me alcohol please (laughs) can I have some alcohol do you have white lightning in the bottle (laughs) (laughs) on draft (laughs) So um, I still haven't answered your question about things you can't do when you're 18. Um, there adopt, are two a, things... adopt a child. Oh, Bing! Well done. Thank Ding. you. Thank you. Impressive. Yeah. I guess is it 21 for adopt a child? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And there are two kind of driving things. That you driving. Can't do oh, um, well, yeah, maybe something like uh, driving a specific, like a very large lorry or something like that. Perhaps it's just is a bus. It? You can't oh, drive right. a bus until you're wow. 21, oh, and that's... you can't supervise a learner driver until you're 21. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because so many kids want to drive a bus that they sort of hold that back. 18 movies. Right, okay. Like that's, that's, that's the final one, isn't it? That's the final restriction, is the 18 I think so, movie. yeah. I remember going to see many, many years, well, obviously, clearly many years ago, um, and it was the first time, I think, the 12... Certificate mm. had come out, mm. and it, I, I want to say it was one of the original Batman films. Um, probably, you know, an awful George Clooney one or something like. I can't actually remember. Batman which takes one it Manhattan, was. that one. <laughs> but yeah, I remember feeling so grown up that I went to a, a, a twelve movie like, and was twelve, thinking, you know, I've sort of made it now. Mm. Um, I remember going to see Lethal Weapon. I think it was Lethal Weapon Four, which was fifteen, and me and my friend having to recite what our birthday should be. 
Mm-hmm. So when and like he did get asked because he was quite small. He was a bit smaller than me, and he said it so quickly and so obviously rehearsed. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, are you uh, are you fifteen? I was born on fourteenth of April, nineteen seventy-six. I, well, I didn't ask that. I just wanted to know if you were 15. 76! Oh, just go in, just go in. Now, we've done... Uh, we, we often talk about whether a number is lucky or unlucky in Chinese. Right, okay. Right? Because some of them mean, you know, like wealth and riches, and some of them mean life and death and all these... Not both of them at the same time. So 18 <laughs> in Chinese. Right, take a bet. Is it going to be lucky or unlucky? I feel that 18 is going to be very unlucky. Hideously unlucky, I think. It's apparently pronounced something like Shiba, and it's considered lucky. I'm sorry. See, but actually, that was quite unlucky, because I had a one in two chance of getting it Mm. right. I got it wrong, so quite unlucky, really. So you're probably not 18 years old. You don't live in house 18. There's that awful that I do slightly feel, and I don't know if you probably don't have this, and maybe this is just me. But I definitely felt much more confident about what I knew and what I could do when I was 18 than I ever do now. Like, mm. I was just super confident in my own ability to do things when That's because people have started going, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. When you're 18, it's like, you can do anything. It's like, just you know, put your mind to it and you'll, you'll succeed. But I'd gone, to, you know, I'd got every audition I'd ever gone to. But then you forget that actually, when you're auditioning as a sort of seventeen-year-old boy doing musical theatre, there are no other boys auditioning because they are all out playing football and having sex with girls. Um, so yeah, it's the fact that I got the lead in everything was was actually not that amazing, <laughs> you know, testament to my abilities. Well, at least you got the lead and not chlamydia. <laughs> I would have minded a bit of chlamydia. I don't know. It's just you, you're very welcome to have some. I didn't. I feel like I didn't live as much as I should. <laughs> now you've got to live now, and the first thing is to okay. is to live with the lucky number eighteen. Have you ever had an STD, James? I don't think so. No. Uh, no, I haven't as well. But I kind of feel like I, I should have had one. <laughs> but you know, if I had, I probably would have cut that bit from the podcast. Sure. Sure. Like, there's no way. If you asked me that question and the answer was yes, I would not put it in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I may still cut that anyway because it's not very interesting. Us both saying, no, we don't have an STD. No, we haven't. Yeah, there's no no story here. No. So, yeah, 18 in Mm. Chinese. Some of them mean wealthy. Some of them mean life. Some, you know, some Mm. mean death. 18 means definitely get rich. Wow. That... That's, that's specific, isn't it? Yeah, that. It's almost like it. It's not a thing that's connected to you know the sort of mystical spirit of the universe, and it's actually just people hoping that their kids would leave the house and get a job or something mm. like that. Really, mm. um, it's like should I should I go into this work as an actor? Yes, you'll definitely get rich. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a sarcastic number. Are there are there any Chinese numbers that? have no significance because that bothers me that they all have significance because I think the law of probability would say that not all of these numbers are actually significant. So I think it's the way that they um, that they're pronounced because they they use obviously uh, uh, I forgot what they're called now but the symbols essentially right. um, that 
mean that the the words sound like different words if you so just use the symbols? So the arbitrary symbols they chose for these numbers have arbitrary words assigned to them which sound a bit like words that mean something else which obviously connects them to some sort of significant meaning. I think so. Do you get the sense I'm slightly skeptical about Okay, are you are you trying to call me out on a fake fact? <laughs> no, uh... I'm not suggesting that you are lying about it. I'm suggesting the the the, the significance of these numbers that the Chinese people. I, I'm calling out the Chinese people. It's only because they sound similar to to other things. Yeah, so it's completely random. It's like star signs. It's like yeah, these vaguely look like things that we know of. Therefore, this is really symbolic and important for your life. Yeah, I do. I remember one of my because I did the physics and astronomy at university, obviously, which led nicely into an acting career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of my teachers. It was kind of a, a, an oft-told joke, which I've heard now. It's the first time I've heard it. And he said, uh, "Just to let you know, everyone, um, I am a Leo, and obviously, like uh, many Leos, we're quite <laughs> skeptical about astrology." So, which is <laughs> the funniest joke in a three-year degree in physics. So That's terrible. Well, at least you're not going to get done for plagiarising their jokes. <laughs> no, true. I'll, I'll try and make up a joke about about 18. Okay, I, I will 18. try. Okay, okay uh, let me have a look at the list of things about 18. Okay, 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 okay. Come on, improvising legend James Homer-Morton. Let's see what you've got. Why the pirates like the 18th element? Because it's argon. How did you know that? I just guessed from oh. the fact that pirates maybe that's say, a good ah. joke. Then I did. I also did chemistry at A level. You see, so it's, oh it's nice. All those that bits of nugget nuggets of knowledge in my mind that I haven't used for twenty years are suddenly popping out. That is our our podcast joke. Excellent. Yeah, we came up with it together. I mean, yeah, you just guessed the answer. <laughs> you know, actually. When it comes around Christmas, you know how, how you have Christmas crackers, sure. yeah? And people read out the jokes and it's like, oh, why is the snowman sad? Because, I don't know, I, I'm, that's not a real joke. Maybe that is. Maybe by the end of the podcast, well, we need got to, to figure, figure out, out the punchline to why, why is, is the snowman, snowman sad? sad. But then, you know, everyone goes, oh. But what I like to do is I'm like, no, no, sh- don't tell me the answer. I'm going to work this one out. <laughs> So uh, Christmases at my house are really fun. Okay. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I do that almost almost every every joke in a cracker because they're so bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll cut. Co- we'll come back to the why a snowman sad. Oh, now I need to. I need to really think about that. That's a good because time. there's water coming from their eyes. Uh, okay, that's a that's a jumping off point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ice eyes ice. Oh, I don't know. Ah. Uh. Okay, here's a crazy fact yes. that has completely changed our language. Exciting. Actually, it hasn't completely. I'm just making a bigger deal. Have you ever used the phrase Catch-22? Catch-22, isn't it? From Joseph Heller's... Uh, the book, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was originally titled Catch-18. Ooh. I know. <laughs> and they changed it so it wasn't confused with another book called Mila-18. I don't think... Who would have confused that? Because it got an 18 at the end. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Or do you think that's like one of those urban myths, like, you know, the madness of King George III? Do you remember that story? It's on the internet, therefore it's definitely true. (laughs) Do you remember that story about the madness of King George III? No. Which was obviously... Was it... I can't remember who wrote it now. Was it... um, But it ended up being the madness of King George with Nigel Hawthorne Mm. in it. And they said they couldn't call it madness of King George III because the Americans would say, well, I haven't seen one or two. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like it could be true. So this is sounds strange. like it could be true. 
I wish. I hope it is. <laughs> Back to argon. Yes. Right. My favourite thing about argon, yeah. It's a Obviously, noble gas, is it? Is it? It is. Yeah. It is. Which, for our audience that has not studied chemistry, <laughs> um, means that it's 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 inert. It doesn't react with yeah. other things. So, like when you talk about things degrading over time, it's generally because it's it's in contact with something like oxygen that does react. Sure. To rust things and you know do all that kind of stuff. So my favourite thing that argon is used for is basically to insulate wine so that it doesn't touch oxygen. Yes, I know. How this. cool is that? Yeah, that is hilarious. That is very cool, actually. Yeah. And they even use it to um, they store like uh, to to pluck a couple of important documents out of uh, out of thin air. The Declaration of Independence is stored the American in, Constitution. In argon. They preserve it in argon because it's inert. Now, you see, that is an amazing fact. I think that's mm. absolutely brilliant. Because I know they've got to do all sorts of things. My my uh, stepmother is actually the former head of the British Library. And I was so... going to say, she's not stored in argon, is she? <laughs> she, she... That's why she looks so young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dad, Dad really likes them looking pristine. She... No oxygen <laughs> at all for you. Um <laughs> But yeah, and you know, we talked about the sort of preservation of these historical documents, and they have to go into special rooms where they've reduced the amount of moisture in the air. Like you say, you know, those are the ones where people can actually go in because the moisture affects them. And like you say, the, the, mm. the oil in your fingers. That's why when you see sort of uh, people in libraries, you know, the sort of curators all have those white gloves on so that you don't get any destructive oils from your fingers onto the piece of paper. I think that's amazing. I thought that was just like a uniform. Uh, well, there's probably a little bit of that too. They're just Michael Jackson tribute bands, you know. Mm. And it's cold in libraries, the... Uh, yeah, but that's to preserve the thing. Actually, is it? I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. I just made yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Fake fact or something. But yeah, I, I really like that fact. That is, that's the coolest fact we've had so far. I like that fact a lot. Thanks. And that's the last fact I've got. Oh, no. So that was, a, that was end on a high all that we could say about 18. Well, no, there are probably more things. It's just that it becomes it becomes a case of okay, we're just we're just talking about a number for the sake of it. Whereas really, we have a lot more interesting things to talk about. Excellent, I'm excited. Like the things that people send in to us. Oh, what have we had sent in? <laughs> we get a lot of questions for Jack. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Mainly because he's not on like Twitter or anything. Yeah. So people contact is, is he us really not to contact on, him. Not on, or has he just hidden himself to with his? No, friends? I. He's he, he, he he's not on Twitter. I, I technically am on Twitter, but I, I very rarely tweet. I haven't. It, I feel bad because I, I just have never really got Twitter, for want of a better term. I kind of go, I just don't see the point of this. But, but you do get to contact quite famous people, which is quite good. And sometimes they follow you, which makes you feel quite good about yourself. Mm. It's okay. Like if a famous person stalks you, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost sort of extra good, isn't it? You know, you're kind of excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. If like Keanu Reeves was like camping outside my house, I wouldn't be as worried as if it was like yeah, just some just random, some random bloke who was sort of dark haired and scruffy looking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what if the police came up to your door and were like, "Are you all right there, sir?" Um, oh, thanks for coming. Um, there is, I've got, I've got a little problem. There's somebody hanging around my house. All right. Well, perhaps you could uh, give it, a, give us a description. What does he actually look like? Um, well, it, it, it's Keanu Reeves. Okay, so he's got sort of dark hair. Um, no, 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 no. It is Keanu Reeves. You know the he, the, he looks the guy from quite the like him. Then, does he? No, it, it's actually Keanu Reeves. He keeps wandering around, going, "Whoa, 
Keanu Reeves, the actor, the Hollywood film star, is is wandering around you outside your house. He's more in a tent. Oh, right. You know that one in the front garden? That's so, not mine. So is he loitering with intent? I don't know what he's going to do. Because he's like in he's a tent. Try and give me pills. <laughs> It's going to give you... You don't have to take... Either a red one or a blue one. Oh, I see, yeah. Is it, is it, does he surf at all? Um, not in my front garden, he doesn't. He's wearing a, wearing a Jimmy Carter mask or anything like that? Look, what are you going to do about Keanu Reeves? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to hire him for my latest film. We want him for an episode of The Bill. Oh. <laughs> all right, then. Um, thanks for your help. Anytime, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would mm. happen. That's what Twitter is to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I think that's good. You get a lot of random sort of people that don't seem to be real people. I get sort of... Um, Anyone that follows me is probably not real. Scantily clad girls with like no, body, no other sort of followers and then sort of message me saying, hey, look at my website, which happens a lot on Tinder as well. Not that I'm on Tinder, but I am. Um, and I just you just outed yourself. I have outed myself, but yeah, and I just sort of go, oh, because obviously they're not, they're probably just you know kind of people in a call center somewhere, or even robots. They might not even be real people. Um, but now I'm going to ask you to do something a bit risky now. Okay, well, I'm up for anything. Okay, will you tell us the general area where you live? Sure, I live in Essex, uh, around Brentwood in Essex. Right, so folks, if you happen to be around Brentwood in Essex, get on Tinder, <laughs> and you will find Nick there. I've got it sent to a 12-mile radius, so you've, you've, got, a, <laughs> you've got a bit to play with. <laughs> I feel like we should just get a load of people just kind of trolling you now. But isn't that what Tinder is anyway? It's basically. It was quite upsetting. I was working in Reading about two months ago, and I went over to Reading. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. So sorry. I've just about got over it now. But I was out there, and there was this really weird thing. Cause I, well, I, obviously, I was working, so I was staying in a hotel. Nothing really to do in the evening. Kind of went out to eat by myself, quite sad. Got back to the hotel, thought, I'm very bored. There's nothing on TV. So I went on Tinder and spent about half an hour on Tinder and went through every available girl from 24 to 39 in a 12-mile radius. So I must have got the entirety of Reading and its suburbs. Every wow. single girl uh, in about half an hour. It was, it was... I mean, did Lauren pop up? Because she's with him. <laughs> if she was on Tinder, I'm sure she'd get snapped up very quickly. She'd have lots mm. of super likes, I imagine. Oh, that's that new thing. It's a new thing, yeah. It's because I only recently, I actually dated a girl from for like eight months from Tinder, which was quite. So I have a Tinder success story, Uh, but yeah. So recently went back on it, and now they limit the number of likes, so you can't just like everybody. What? Yeah, you you want to get a hundred likes a day. Oh, a day? Come on, that's not bad. I can knock that out in ten minutes, mate. (laughs) Wait, are we still talking about Tinder? Okay, I'm going to combine two questions now wow. from our audience. Well, two two inputs, let's put it that okay. way. Janessa asked if we could do a section answering in just Shakespearean English. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take that suggestion. This is where Roz comes in. Roz is much better at the Shakespearean stuff than I am. But yeah, let's go for it. So we'll do this next one in Shakespearean. And ironically... <laughs> The question we have is from Louise about the perils of internet dating. <laughs> because apparently she did the eHarmony questionnaire and she was one of the 10% they couldn't match. <laughs> <laughs> Verily, kind sir. <laughs> Dost thou have a profile? Uh, on Tinder, I 
indeed I do, sir. Although this girl, she sounds very much like a comely wench. I feel she has been hard done by. <laughs> hard done by, sir, for many a people wander through the streets looking for a girl of fine intellect and good hearty stock. Betwixt the phrases comely wench <laughs> and hard done by, <laughs> thou hast given me innuendo beyond reason. In your endo, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hast thou tried services beyond tinder verily i have not force i believe that to, to go further into the realms of d internet dating is to scape the very serpent's tongue and descend into the bowels of hell such kingly services cost money <laughs> many a golden coin has been spent for very little reward Lovely. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the short answer is no. I haven't used anything other than Tinder. I very nearly went on um, my, what was it, something like my friends or my singlefriend.com, which I don't even know if it's still around, but about three or four years ago. Because I, th I thought that was the best deal that you got uh, a sort of, um, so if you're a guy who's single, you've got a girl who knows you well to write your bio. Oh, that's quite a good idea. So, my single friend. So, she's advertising you based on what she knows but about you. Do you get to see that bio? Because it would be quite good if you didn't. I, I, well, I don't know. Because I never... I actually then met someone while she... She was writing it for me. And I met someone. And I was like, so have you finished writing it? She's like, no, you've met someone now. I was like, but I want to see it. So, I never got to see what she was actually going to write about me. Hang on. Hang on, you met the person that was writing for you because that would be awesome. <laughs> if it was like, can you? Uh, this is a. This is this is my new technique for internet dating. Okay, you pretend that you're on mysinglefriend.com and you ask someone to write down all the reasons why someone should date you, <laughs> and then they will they subconsciously would... be be going, hang on, hang on. All these reasons are reasons to date this man. He's amazing. Look at everything. Just, there's no reason why anyone wouldn't want to date this guy. Oh, my God. Hey, Nick, um, could you do me a favour? Sure. Uh, well, I'm on, a, I'm on a kind of website where it's... Uh, I've got to kind of get a friend to write all the reasons for dating me. Yeah. Would you just write down a quick list? Yeah, I, I've done it. Okay, so um, what, what have you got? What's number one? Lovely hair. Oh, thank you. Is that, is that important to you? Well, it's the only thing I could think of. Oh, so it's a list of one thing. <laughs> I I spent quite a bit of time on it. Finding one thing. And I had to hone that one. I don't think my plan's going to work. <laughs> I'd date you, though, because your hair is lovely. Okay, so is that good? Okay, right, that's all right. <laughs> the list is, I only need one thing on the list. His hair is lovely. <laughs> You've got to date him for his hair. Mm. And I think I think that your little beard's gone at the moment, so I think that's that's probably a, another step up. Although I'm going quite bushy with my beard, so I don't know if that's good or bad. It's because you can actually grow a manly beard. <laughs> it's manly, but also quite ginger, which is upsetting. Not that I have anything against uh, gingers, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's it's unusual. Yeah, but I had to. Although actually, no, they say ginger beards are less unusual. Ginger beard, yeah, it's quite common. Yeah, I was less unusual. In fact, I was doing a Shakespeare play quite recently, and um, there was a blonde guy, uh, a brown head guy, a brunette guy, and, and me all in the play we all had to grow beards and all of our beards were ginger so there was no sort of you know it was all of our beards were the same color and our hair was did it look like some makeup artist had got them in a multi-pack well, it really, kind of really did it was like that's just freaky we all have exactly the same beard and very different hair 
But I'm sure, because I've read something quite recently about why so many beards are red, and I, I've completely forgotten it, so I'm really glad I brought this up now. Oh, nice. Uh, Macy asks, describe how you looked as a kid. How have you changed? Well, I've got a beard. Uh, that only came in when I was about 12. Um, only? <laughs> I remember my first attempt at a beard. That was pretty desperate. I was about 17. I was working at a... Um, one of those sort of chain uh, family pub things. I think it was a brewer's fair. Other chain family pubs are available. Um, mm. And I grew a little goatee beard. And all the kitchen staff laughed at me. And so it took me quite some time before I grew another one again. It was very wispy and sort of not really a goatee beard. It was like just slightly longer stubble. Mm. I actually like this question because uh, in uh, in the last Chuckle Duster live stream show, we did dubbing. And the film that I made like 18 years ago showed me. So you've kind of seen me in terrible quality, terrible acting, just terrible. Um, I was very cute because I was was up at my dad's actually when you were doing the live stream show and um, we were looking through small photos and I was was an exceedingly cute small child actually. I was attractive (laughs) once. Yeah, once, you see, when when I was like four. No, I was was incredibly cute. I don't know. I had more hair. These are all very boring things. I had more hair and now I've got a beard. Um, I used to have very blonde hair. So I still kind of call myself blonde, where originally now it's kind of mousy, grey-brown. So, yeah, I used to be sort of proper Milky Bar Kid hair. Do you know my, my flatmate you? used to actually be the Milky Bar Kid? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben Simmons, you know him. You, you've worked oh, with him. Yeah. yeah. He actually used to be the Milky Bar. He was the Milky Bar kid for about 18 months. And he looks like you would never guess that now because he's kind of got brown hair. But yeah, he, was... he must have got all the jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, it sort of becomes a running thing with him, you know. But uh, yeah, he, he, he was the Milky Bar kid, which is quite exciting. There's a whole gang of them, you know, obviously, because they kind of get rid of them every 18 months. So mm. as their balls drop. But um... but he, he got away, did he? They didn't manage to murder him. <laughs> Just about escape. Just about. I, th- I vaguely remember him saying because you didn't, you didn't get that much chocolate. Like they didn't give him much chocolate, which I always thought well, they didn't want him to get fat. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the reason. <laughs> so yeah. Do I get all the free chocolate I want? No, no. <laughs> Only at the no, end. If you want to still be in the adverts. <laughs> at the end, you do. Yeah. When you hit puberty, <laughs> you can scrub yourself senseless. Macy also asks, as kind of part of the same thing, what was the naughtiest thing you did as a kid but got away with? Oh, got away with. Wow, I didn't... Well, it says in brackets, got away with. But to be honest, my best story I didn't get away with, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah, nearly everything I ever did that was naughty, I'd never got away with. I was a terrible... Like, I was a real goody-two-shows. Real goody-two-shoes when I was a kid. And, yeah, if I ever did anything vaguely naughty, I was definitely going to get caught for it. Um, mm. uh, God, I remember I, the, my my sister, my the, my mum had baked a cake for my sister's birthday, and it was amazing cake. And she kept nibbling little bits of it, so I just took the side of it off and started eating it. Uh, which, uh, to be fair, I was always going to get caught because the evidence was pretty plain to see is that there's only like two thirds of a cake left. But yeah, I just decided to eat a third of a cake. I think the, probably the worst thing I ever did, or the thing that upset me most as a kid, that I did, took me ages to get over, and I used to be really into Transformers. Do you remember the little Transformer toys? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was obsessed with Transformers. And I went into a very large store in Leeds uh, when I was a kid, and someone had opened one of the Transformer packets, and so the toy was open oh. on the side next to the display, and I put it in my pocket. 
Uh, and so I did get away with that, but I always felt guilty playing with Whoa. him for years later. That I just and he was quite a small. He was one of the small Transformers, and um, yeah, I've I've probably still got him now in a box somewhere. And um, so it always kind of came back to me when I was playing with that toy. The worst thing, uh, it's probably not the worst thing, but the thing that I remember, uh, I was uh, I was in like a primary mm. school, and I was always very good at maths. Sure. And so, like, I had a, a book of maths questions or whatever it was that was supposed to last the term, and I think I did it in about a mm. week. And so I asked the teacher, well, what do I do now? And the teacher said, well, uh, if you finish the book, just sit down quietly. <laughs> was that really going to happen? Yeah, no. So I messed around a lot. And so I was sent out into the corridor. And I was already bored. Mm. Now, um, <clears throat> in the corridor, I happened to see cans of my favorite colored paint. Mm. So I painted the corridor red. Did not get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't at all. But my mum and I had to like come into school after after it all finished and kind of get get rid of the red paint. And uh, so yeah, I painted the walls red. You see, I mean, I, yeah, that. I mean, that's literally that's quite. At least that's quite exciting. I remember. I got to the point where my parents were called into school for something. And when you actually hear what it was that I'd done, because I used to, when I was younger, play the flute. Oh, like you a, did Like I say, like, you know, very hard, very tough guy that I am. Um, so my instrument of choice was the flute. And we had one teacher who was actually our deputy head, who was sort of very into all this sort of folksy music. And so she was our music teacher. She was my flute teacher. And we used to store the flutes when, we, when it was... We used to do one lesson a week. Um, we used to store them in her sort of store cupboard um, for that day, get them out, and then obviously we'd do our lesson later on in the day. And I came. I said, "I'm really sorry. Um, I, I've forgotten my flute, which I had. I, um, but I, I remember thinking I couldn't find it anywhere at home, and so I said I forgot my flute, so I couldn't do the lesson. And she was like, "Okay, well, you know, remember it next time." And then later on in the day, she went into her stock cupboard, and my flute was there, so I hadn't even taken it <laughs> home all week. Uh, and she called my parents into school because not because I'd forgotten my flute, but because I lied about it that I'd forgotten my flute. And yeah, she was so upset that I'd lied to her. She, my parents actually had to come into school to discuss with her about my lying. And I was like, wow, that's. Now I look back at that, I'm like, I really think that was perhaps not appropriate to the crime, you know, the punishment. Yeah, I I just think that makes you a, a bad liar. Uh, I'm yeah, for an actor, I'm a hideously bad liar. Mo- a lot of actors though, yeah. we're we're terrible at, at lying in real life. Yeah, because when you're then, lying on stage, someone else has given you the words, or the words yeah. have been written down beforehand. So, or you have you have permission to lie. Yeah. Like if you're doing improv, yeah, you might be making up the words, but you you're kind of a knowing lie yeah. is fine. Yeah. Every, the audience is in on the lie, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, exactly. So you don't feel the guilt. You don't feel like. Oh God! Someone's <laughs> gonna catch catch me out. Um, did you steal the rabbit from the pest shop? I, I've never. I'm, I don't. What what rabbit? I'm. I don't know. Can I have a pint of beer, please? <laughs> You're either bad at lying, or there's a terrible problem with your microphone. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just bad. So, before we end this podcast, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to 
contribute to us and suggest things for us to talk about, please do tweet at us. Uh, and if you use the, the hashtag CD podcast, we'll definitely get that information. But before we finish the podcast, it's important to know, have we thought up a joke? Have you thought up a oh, joke about um, the snowman? Why snowmen are sad? Okay, so let me think. Why snowmen are sad? Because when the sun comes out, he makes a complete pool of himself. Come, pool of himself. Oh, <laughs> that deserves to be in a cracker. That, that in pro legends, as we are... There we oh. go. Whew. Well, legend, I need, I you you came up with it. That, I just see that's the bonus claimed. of having the coffee. It's kicked in, you see, giving me the comedy power. <laughs> I need a coffee. I quite like All right, that. well, thanks for tuning in, folks, and thank you, Nick, for for joining well, in. Thank you very much again. Yeah, it's been my absolute pleasure, guys, and uh, yeah, hopefully see you all very very soon. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, Nick, I yes. just found you on Tinder. <laughs> Swipe right. There was actually Tinder had a bit of a blip quite recently, and um, I started chatting to this girl, who, and a photo was her standing on a, a boat, and we chat. We were quite chatting. We were talking about meeting up, and I said, "I can't believe where was that boat then?" And she was like, "What? What are you talking about?" I said, "The the pro, your profile photo, the boat, that boat photograph." She's like, "What are you on about?" I was like, "Your main photograph's you standing on a boat." She went, "No, it isn't." She went, "Isn't your photograph skiing?" I was like, "No." What's your name? She said, Brian. <laughs> that happened to you? Yeah. No. It <laughs> but it told him that I was a girl with a different name, and it told me that he was a girl with a different name. So we'd, be, we'd almost arranged to meet up, and it was a guy called Brian. That would have been an awkward moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've come this far. Should we just... <laughs>